Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lanier, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Friday, March 17. It is one minute past 10 p.m. Eastern. Happy St. Patty's Day to everyone. The SICK Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. And uh, brewed in Quebec, and the uh, winner of a dozen international awards, Labitta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitta TB, embrace your true nature. So, uh, Jonathan Drouin, did you have a chance to see that? Uh, Marty St. Louis is not happy with Jonathan Drouin. Why? Well, because earlier today, they had a team meeting at the hotel. And guess who didn't show up to the team meeting? Jonathan Drouin. Let's hear from Coach Martin St. Louis. Non-negotiable. Joe missed the meeting, and therefore there are consequences. What else did the coach have to say? Important. Faut que tu sois, faut que tu sois constant avec ça. Tu ne choisis pas quand est-ce que la culture est importante. Est tout le temps important. You got to be constant with that. You can't always uh, pick and choose when the culture is important. The culture has to be important all the time. So. Jonathan Drouin has picked up more points in the last month, month and a half uh, than he has in a long, long time. He's been on one of his better point streaks to the point where, you know, the media have talked about and several people have done shows whether or not, you know what, you bring back Jonathan Drouin if, 
you know what? You can get them at a million dollars for a year or $1.5 million for a year. Uh, Everyone has an opinion on it. There's been various articles. Uh, Some have been trying to make a case for Jonathan Drouin. But this, obviously, if there was any chance of him coming back to be with the Montreal Canadiens again next year, this is not good. Marty St. Louis says, you know what? You miss a team meeting. There's consequences. And you can't pick and choose when the culture is important. The culture is very important. If the culture is as important as Marty St. Louis is saying that it is, and we take him to his word and we believe him, and next year they want things to be even more serious and they want to up that culture even more, what kind of message would it send if they bring back Jonathan Drouin? Clearly, not a great message. So, um, you know, I didn't like Drouin's chances before of coming back and being a Montreal Canadian. And uh, I definitely don't like his chances now. Not at all. So uh, on that note, we're going to continue. We're going to get to some of your questions. I'm going solo tonight for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think I can. Number two, it's St. Patty's Day. And try getting somebody to help you out on the podcast tonight or to join you as a collaborator. Uh, no, uh, way too many people have too many pints in them. And if they uh, they don't already, they probably will by the end of the night. So they're not interested in uh, they want to celebrate tonight. Everybody wants to celebrate tonight. Says Sammy, Drouin is not a team player. Says Kukuk69, uh, Drouin a malaise. Steph Cote, Drouin is done. Matrix, Drouin is out now. K-Wolf, I can't wait until the Drouin saga is over. Eric says the Lightning had figured it out right away. Max says we had given him more than enough chances. Tyler says my cat skates with more passion than Drouin. Why didn't he show up? That's definitely a message to Martin St. Louis. Jerome says tired of worrying about Drouin. Wish him the best. Excited for the future. Kelly says drawing will not be any different next season. Martin says no more problem child in the future, please. Mike says I can't wait for the off season. That's when the fun begins. MJ says Tony would the media fight for any other player if drawing wasn't a francophone. That's a great question. And, um, I think that if Drouin wasn't a francophone, everyone would say thanks, but no thanks. But obviously, because he is, and the media likes to have as many francophones on the team as possible, it gives them more audio clips to listen to. It gives them more people to talk to, among other reasons. And I would think, you know, there's a, a saying in French, which is poser la question, c'est répondre. Asking the question is answering it. Matrix says, why didn't he show up? I can't tell you that. I don't know why he didn't show up. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I wasn't at the hotel. I didn't hear anything. Now, at the end of the day, this is what I know. 
if Marty St. Louis is going in the media and he's calling out Jonathan Drouin, it's because whatever reason it was is not a good one and it's not justified at all. That's what it is. Sammy, what we're going to do is we're going to take a lot of questions today, a lot, and I'm going to try and tackle them as much as possible. We could talk about Jonathan Drouin. There's another topic that we can talk about, which is Josh Anderson. For the second straight game, Ratko Gudas took some liberties at Montreal Canadiens players. A couple of games ago between the Canadians and the Panthers, it was Kirby Dock. Josh Anderson was on the ice. Nothing happened. Last night, it was Caden Gooley. Josh Anderson was on the ice. Nothing happened. A lot of people talk about Josh Anderson and they talk about how big he is, how strong he is, the fact that he has 20 goals, the fact that he could be a power forward, the fact that he does certain things on the Canadians that other players don't do, the fact that he can defend himself, but that's two straight games versus Goodass, who takes liberties at Canadians players, and nothing happens. If you want to give your thoughts on that, says someone in the text message. Um, which was, who is it? Ben says, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Let's talk about him. K-Wolf, let's, let's get Tony to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. I don't really want to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois, but what I can tell you, is the word on the street is the Winnipeg Jets have been going to watch the London Knights quite often. Now, are they watching the London Knights because of Logan Mayu? If they are, maybe that has something to do with Pierre-Luc Dubois. As I try and put back my pillow and it's not falling on my chair, my back is killing me. But I'll live. I'll live. That's what the osteo told me. Went to see her this morning at 9 a.m. I already have another appointment booked for next Friday at 9 a.m. And the Friday after that at 9 a.m. So we can talk about that matter as well. So there's Josh Anderson. There's maybe Logan Mayu going to the Jets. Going forward in what could be a possible deal for Pierre-Luc Dubois. There's Jonathan Drouin who missed the team meeting. At first, it was reported that he was not only not going to be at the practice, but he wasn't going to be playing tomorrow. Then that report was taken off. So it looks like there's a chance he could play tomorrow. And then we heard that he didn't miss the entire meeting, but that he arrived very late. Okay. Tony, your backrest is too low, and you need one of those airplane neck cushions. You know what? This is fantastic. This is coming in from Eric. Eric, I was thinking about this all day today, and I think one of the reasons besides everything that I'm, you know, I, I have this terrible back pain, and uh, it could be very true that I slouch over and I look at my phone a lot. That's very, very true. But another reason, I think, is that the backrest of the chair 
is way too low. And I need one of those chairs where the backrest, you actually, the chair is just as high as the top of my head. I'm convinced that I need one of those. Where do I go for one of those tomorrow? Boo. Maybe that big, big store on Bridge Street. Right? Maybe that big store on Bridge Street starts with a C and ends in an O, which I'm not going to give them any advertising because at the end of the day, I pay for my membership. You know what I mean? If I'm going to give them advertising, I need a free membership. I need an account there, and they need to pay. Sounds like I want a gamer chair. Yeah, maybe I need a gamer chair. Those big gamer chairs. You know what I was thinking? I should have a big gamer chair. And seeing as we're talking about the Montreal Canadiens, and I also have a CF Montreal podcast, I should have two of them in this room. I should have one embroidered Montreal Canadiens for this podcast, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m., and another one embroidered with the CF Montreal logo for the CF Montreal podcast, which right now goes twice a week, but we're actually going to increase it to three times a week. Tony now advertising gaming chairs. No, I'm not advertising gaming chairs. I'm talking about gaming chairs. I'm not advertising gaming chairs. No, not doing that. You want advertising on the program, on the podcast? You want advertising? We reached 3.5 million homes in the last 28 days and have over 105 downloads, 105,000, 105,000 downloads. It's going to take you a lot more than a gaming chair in return. It'll probably take you, you know, it'll probably, you're going to have to give up the gaming company to get the advertising. Embroidered sick. That would, that's good too. You know what? Why haven't we done that? Why haven't we done that? Sammy, is your dad back yet? Because if he's back, I want to talk to him. He's not back. I can't talk to anybody tonight. But does this make sense? I'm working. And then yellow went out to party it up. Supposedly, he's in some nightclub right now. Dancing the twist. Because the last time he went to a club, the twist was actually in. You understand? And now he's back. He's dancing the twist. Unreal. Now I have this visual of Agnello and his wife Rosa, but especially Agnello, at a club right now, dancing the twist. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Take me by my little hand and go like this. Yeah, twist, baby, baby, twist. Ooh, yeah, just like this. Come on, little miss, and do the twist. This visual now of Agnello doing the twist. Tony, let's see you dance the twist. How am I going to dance the twist with this back? How am I going to dance? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. And by the way, we can't play any music because if we play music, um, you're not allowed with copyright laws. Okay, let me see if I can find something here.
I found something. Hold on a second. Let me see. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, bear with me, okay? Bear with me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bear with me. No. No, I, 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 I thought I had it. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a little while ago that uh, my wife and I we were dancing the twist. And that was, I think, on my uh, my mother's birthday. Went to visit my mother, and we put on some music, and we all started dancing the twist. Put my phone higher when I look at it. You're right. You're absolutely right. When does the show start tonight? The pregame show seems to be running long. This from Heavy Neck. Bye, Heavy. Bye, Heavy. It was nice knowing you. See you. Wouldn't want to be you. Tony, with a Ducks win, we are one step closer. You're right, we are. Jake Allen is the tank commander. Jake Allen's last month has been absolutely terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Look, you know what? He responded badly to Samuel Montabo responding well this year. The last month, my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie, he's got a theory for it. He says that, uh, you know what, Jake Allen, uh, uh, young baby at home, and when you have, uh, you know, the young kids at home and there's uh, a lot of crying and uh, not sleeping and long nights, that uh, you probably don't get a lot of sleep, and that's why you're not at 100%. That could be it. Steph wants uh, to let me know that uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens hugged tonight. Of course they did. They're getting ready to be a tag team at WrestleMania. It's all part of the plan. That's why they hugged. Sammy, bring up some questions if you can. Oof, the back tonight. My God. If you can get Anthony Beauvillier, would you? Uh, well, they had a chance to get Anthony Beauvillier, and they didn't. And Anthony Beauvillier is a good player, and he's another player who's from here. But at the end of the day, he could very well end, just end up being a third-line player for a very long time. Now, he could skate. And uh, I think his hands are soft, but at the end of the day, he's not a guy who's going to put the Canadians over the top, and he's not a guy that should be a priority for the Montreal Canadiens. As good as he is, he's good. He's a good player. But the Canadians need a top six forward. Even better would be to have to find the right winger for the first line. That would be really good. Uh, finding a number one defenseman would be really good. Finding a number one goalie would be really good. So a number one goalie, a number one defenseman, a number one right winger, and some, some might even say that if you can find a number one center, it would push Suzuki down to be a number two center. And then the Montreal Canadiens, if they can get that, they would be a really good, solid contender. Uh, you know, I think Suzuki is a number one centerman. Clearly, yes, there are better centermen than Nick Suzuki. Like if Suzuki played on Edmonton, he'd be the second line centerman. If Suzuki played on Toronto, he'd be the second line centerman. 
So, you know, if Suzuki played on Colorado, he would be the second-line centerman. But other than that, let me see here. As I go through the teams, how many other teams were he definitely, would he definitely be a second-line centerman? On New Jersey, he would be a second-line centerman. On Carolina, I think he'd probably be a second-line centerman. On Tampa, he'd be a second-line centerman. On Pittsburgh, he would be a second-line centerman. On Florida, he would be a second-line centerman. Nick Suzuki would probably be a second-line centerman on about 10 teams in the National Hockey League. So I would think that that makes him a number one centerman. Other questions coming in. Which players do you think won't be back next year? 100% gone. Vinny Poli. Vinny, uh, Drouin will be gone. For sure. I think. I think Weidman will be gone. Those are two off the top of my head that I can tell you that I would think would be gone. Hoffman, I'm not so sure. I think Hoffman, there's a possibility that Hoffman comes back one more season, signs a one-year deal with the Canadians. Should he get healthy? You know, he had like 17 points in 25 games. They can say, um, what am I talking about, Hoffman? Monaghan, Hoffman. Uh, Sean Monaghan. Should Sean Monaghan get healthy? Uh, I think that, you know what, there's a chance. He had 17 points in 25 games. I can't believe I said Hoffman. I do it often, by the way. I don't know why. Between Hoffman and Monaghan, but there's a big difference between the two. But listen, Hoffman still has another year left of his contract. I know the other day I had a conversation with my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie. He's convinced that the Montreal Canadiens are going to buy out Mike Hoffman. I'm not convinced that they're going to buy out Mike Hoffman. He has a year left on his deal at $4.5 million. So I think they're going to hope that they can get, you know what, 15 goals out of him next year at the deadline. And at the deadline, they can trade him and try and get something for him. Now, if the Canadians are going to buy out a contract, do you think that they would buy out Brendan Gallagher? Four years left on his deal at $6.5 million. I don't know if they're going to buy out anyone. But if they would buy out someone, I don't know if they would do it to Gallagher, but I'm starting to think that of all the players... If I were to buy out someone, I'd seriously consider it because a four-year contract is long. A one- or a two-year contract, that goes fast. That goes very, very fast. Other uh, questions coming in. Do you think Joins NHL career is over? I wouldn't bet that it's over, and I wouldn't bet that it's going to continue, but if I had to bet one way or the other, I would bet that, uh, you know what, the most he can probably get next year is probably going to be a PTO. Probably going to be a PTO. By the way, if you're wondering what the Band-Aid is, the osteo put that on, wants me to lift it every now and then to see if I have any redness under, because if there's causing some redness, it would mean that it's causing some redness in behind my neck and on my back too, and I'd have to remove the straps at that point. You learn something new every day, you know what I mean? Um, other questions coming in. Tony, are you concerned at all about Caden Gooley's injuries? 
Is he fragile? This coming in from Kevin LeFave. I don't think he's fragile, but I don't think he's been lucky either. And I hate that the injuries have come one after another. Um, concerned? No. I don't think he sustained a significant injury, so I'm not concerned. But obviously, if you have your way, you'd rather see the player not get hurt, right? Let's Let's put the cards on the table here. Others coming in. Tony, if Montreal draft top three and end up with Fantilli or Carlson, do you think um, these annoying Pierre-Luc Dubois rumors will stop? Um, no, because it doesn't mean that Fantilli or Carlson can have an impact right away, and Pierre-Luc Dubois knows how to play the wing. So I don't think they will stop. Folks, it could very well be that Pierre-Luc Dubois does what the Winnipeg Jets, what Patrick Kane did with the New York Rangers. And he says, guys, the team I want to be traded to is the Montreal Canadiens. It could be very possible that he does that. Let's take a look on Cap Friendly. And um, what he has left in their contract. There is no clause. There's no clause, so... Hmm. It won't be easy to get Pierre-Luc Dubois because the Jets, knowing if they're not going to sign him, they will trade him. But you would think that out of all teams, the Canadians will probably offer more than any other team because Pierre-Luc Dubois is a Gachinu. He's a Gutschino. Others coming in. Tony, can you see Lane Hudson making the jump next year? I do not, personally. This is coming in from Andy. But Andy, to have the type of season that he did in the NCAA at 18 years of age and be nominated for the Hobie Baker and actually have a more impressive season than Luke Hughes, who's a former pick of the New Jersey Devils, and I'm going to guess, I'm looking it up, I'm going to guess that Hughes was drafted fourth overall, but I don't remember. Luke Hughes, HockeyDB.com, drafted fourth overall in 2021. So Luke Hughes was drafted fourth overall, <clears throat> playing at the University of Michigan, picked up 42 points in 35 games, and Lane Hudson... Drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. Drafted at 62nd overall. Has 44 points in 34 games. Two more points in one less game. Just turned 19 on the 14th of February. Meanwhile, Luke Hughes turned 19 on September 9th. Luke Hughes is six foot two. Lane Hudson is five foot nine. Folks, the Canadians got a good one. A really, really good one. A really good one. Next up. Do you think Anthony Richard's speed is enough to be a full-time part of the team? No, because it's good, but it's still not to the point where it's a real X factor. He needs another X factor. 
But I like Anthony Richard. I'm telling you, I like him. I'm just wondering, though, if his play is too good for the American Hockey League and not good enough for the National Hockey League. But that's the kind of player that I would like invest in next year going forward. I would. Hey, folks, thanks for bearing with me so far tonight, eh? Because in all transparency, and I've always been transparent with all of you, I'm in a lot of pain tonight. A lot. And, um, you know, I had promised Matt about a week ago or two weeks ago that I was going to take over tonight because he was going out and uh, there was he was celebrating not only is it St. Patrick's, but it was another occasion. And um, I didn't want to cancel the show. All right? So um, I'm not at 100%, but um, I didn't want to leave any of you hanging. Okay? So, you know, once again, if I'm not at 100% in terms of my performance here, it's not an excuse, but every time I'm talking and every time I'm moving, I actually feel like crying. Um, but there's people that are much worse off than I am, so no complaints. Others coming in. Would you take Carter Hart? And I would, but he's not the first goalie that I'd go after. Next, but I still think he has a ceiling that he hasn't hit yet. Others coming in. If Josh Anderson wants to be a power forward, he needs to add some power. Hell, he fought Shara a few years ago. Where's that fire? Some guy's fire goes out when the contract is signed. Kev, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, if Josh Anderson reads this, he'd probably be offended by it. And by the way, I wouldn't blame him. But you can't blame hockey fans for thinking that when players sign long-term contracts, some of the sacrifices and some of that fire that they used to have before, uh, some of the things they used to do before, they just don't do once it's signed. Like, you can't blame hockey fans for thinking that. I'm not a fan of the long-term contract. I'm not. Really, I'm not. If I was a player and I was getting it, that'd be a different story. I just, I, I, I think that if you're giving a long-term contract to a real one, like a real, real, like we're talking the best of the best, right? You give it to Sidney Crosby, you give it to Alexander Ovechkin, you give it to Connor McDavid, you give it to Nathan McKinnon. Like you really, you give it to Patrice Bergeron, you have nothing to worry about. You give it to another player, they coast. They say they pace themselves. Kovalev used to say that I pace myself. I'm like a thoroughbred, I pace myself. It's called taking nights off. It's unfortunate. And then when they get to the final year of their contract, well, then they decide to put it in fifth gear because they say, you know what? If I can sacrifice for 30, 40, 50 games, 60 games here, put my body on the line, show everyone that I came to play in my final contract, my final year of my contract, well, or, or my final year and a half of my contract, well, then it should be good enough to get me another long-term deal. And that stuff, that stuff really, really bothers me, man. It really bothers me. I'm going to get to about three or four more, and then I'll tell you what I'm going to get to. If we get a top three pick and we become a top-tier team like in two years, or are we still at the bottom? A top-tier team in two years? No, definitely a playoff team and definitely a competitive team. This is coming from Jeremy Petit. Merci, Jeremy. J'apprécie mon champ. Others. Hey, a special bonsoir to uh, Stéphane in Quebec City. 
My new buddy, 66 Spinning, is his username on YouTube Live. If you ever go to the Dagobert, see if La Belle Monique is working. And say hello to La Belle Monique. Next up. You think the Habs should trade Jake Allen this summer and play Montembeau and Primo? Um, Jake Allen had a terrible year. So I don't think you trade anyone who has a terrible year. And that's why Kent Hughes didn't make any trades at the trade deadline because guys either had a bad year or guys were injured. And so there was no chance of their value going up. So he didn't end up trading them. And I got a little bit emotional at the time because I thought the Canadians on trade deadline day didn't get better. They didn't get worse. They were status quo and they were kind of like in no man's land, but I'm an emotional type. And the more I think about it, that's why Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon have a job with the Montreal Canadiens. And I don't because patience is a virtue. You bring back everyone next year, everyone healthy, a more competitive team. Everyone plays better, better performances, and that's when you trade them. That's when you trade them. Next. Will Gary Anoff be here next year? I believe so. Next. Which spot will Florida be at a regular season's end? Middle of the pack. Next. Which defensemen are getting moved before next season? Uh, Weidman for sure. Well, he's not going to get moved. He's just going to be let go. Edmondson will be moved, but I don't think it's going to be before next season. I I think it's going to be next year at the deadline. I think he'll be moved. Next. Ellen says, uh, do you think Mayu will be eligible to play the National Hockey League in the near future? No one's talking about it. Yes. Yes, he will. Next. What is going on with Paul Byron? Anybody know? Uh, it looks like uh, hips doesn't look good, and it looks like it could be compromising to his career. Next. Good guy, Paul Byron. Very good guy. The other night, both you and the lovely Daphne both mentioned that Jean-Charles Lajoie was the guardian of the good Chenu players of the Montreal Canadiens. Considering the present state of affairs with the Canadiens, why is this necessary? Well, when you work in the media on the French side, if you don't have any Francophone players, you're not going to get any clips in French. All the clips you're going to have are going to be in English. You're probably not going to want to play them on your respective shows. And if you do, you're going to have to translate for every single clip that's played. So they like getting clips in French. Also, Quebec pride. We like having players from here and pushing players from here. Look, CF Montreal is saying the same thing. They'd like to get as many players from here as possible. I have no problem with it. I really don't. Um, You're never going to get criticized when you have a lot of francophone players. But as Serge Savard once said, if you have a long out of anglophone players or all anglophone players, you better win because the public will allow you to win in English, but they won't allow you to lose in English. Very interesting what he had to say. Hey, um, for the most part, as everyone knows, this is a Montreal Canadiens podcast. We do have a CF Montreal podcast, which goes two times a week. And like I said, we'll be going three times a week. That's on Twitter at SickPodCFMTL. That's the Twitter handle. And you can follow it on a completely different YouTube page. But every now and then, 
when there's an event in Montreal coming up, something happens that we need to discuss, we discuss it, we take it, and if we can go live, we'll go live, and if we're going to go recorded, we're going to go recorded. So a couple of days ago, I got a phone call telling me that Maxwell Hops Pierce was in town. Who's Maxwell Hops Pierce? Well, he's a Harlem Globetrotter, and the Harlem Globetrotters are coming to the Bell Center two weeks from tonight on March 31st at night, and then the following day in the afternoon on Saturday, April 1st, the Harlem Globetrotters are going to be playing at the Place Bell in Laval. And you can get your tickets at Avenco and Avenco.ca. Now, I used to be and am still a big fan of the Harlem Globetrotters. But this young man, Maxwell Hops Pierce, has a great story. You know how he got identified by the Harlem Globetrotters? When they saw him, where they saw him, and what he's all about. And what it means to be a glow trotter, you're going to find all of that out. Because a couple of days ago, he visited kids at Burling Academy in Verdun. It's actually Denver Reed of Montreal, who's Mr. Everything Basketball and has done such a great job of getting kids off the streets, playing basketball, playing the sport that they love. reinforcing self-belief and believing in themselves, reinforcing that using basketball to get you an education, to make something good out of your talent in basketball. Well, Denberg Breed, uh, Denberg Breed, pardon me, he got a hold of, uh, of Maxwell Hops Pierce and said, hey, I want you to go to Burling Academy in Verdun at the high school there. And they have a bunch of kids that play basketball, probably about 21 or 22 kids. And I want you to spend about 30, 40 minutes time with them. And that's exactly what he did. And when I found out that that was going on, I made my way down to Burling Academy in Verdun. And I had a chat with Maxell Pierce, the Harlem Trotter they call Hops. Watch this. Marinaro, the sick podcast at Burling Academy. The Harlem Globetrotters are coming to Montreal on Friday, March 31st at the Bell Center and on Saturday, April 1st at Place Bell in Laval. With today, Maxwell Hops Pierce, a Harlem Globetrotter himself. How are you doing, bud? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Welcome to Montreal. Is this your first time here? It's my first time, even though I'm from New York. I'm right down the way. Hey, how did you get the nickname Hops? Um... So in 2018, that was my senior year at Purchase College, I was in the College Slam Dunk Contest on ESPN. So that's how the Glow Childers discovered me, and pretty much they gave me the name Hops because I jump high. All right, cool. I was going to talk to you about that, as a matter of fact. The Slam Dunk Contest, uh, ESPN, the college won, and you caught the eye of the Harlem Glow Trotters. I mean, did you ever think, going into that event, that that could be like an opportunity for you, that something great, this big, could come out of an event like that? Absolutely. I went, so the school that I went to was a small Division three in New York, so we didn't really get that kind of airtime. Like, this was on ESPN, this was, millions of people were watching at the same time. Um, so, you know, I, I've dreamed of being in a dunk contest like that, growing up watching the NBA dunk contest and stuff like that. So, 
to actually have that stage and really just kind of be present in the moment, that's pretty much what made me think to myself, all right, I know good things have to come from this. And I didn't even win. Before you, because I, you're pretty special. Uh, I've Thanks. seen some of your dunks, <laughs> all right? Who's the best ever do it? Vince Carter. Was he the one that uh, inspired you to really master your craft at dunks? Absolutely, him and Nate Robinson. I, I legitimately remember, um, like maybe it was fourth or fifth grade, I would lower the hoop down to maybe about six feet tall, and I would put a trampoline in front of it, and I would try to mimic every single dunk that they did in the dunk contest in 2000. Um, they won three of them, only player to ever win three. Um, so th those two guys were a huge inspiration on my journey as a dunker. You're a Harlem Globetrotter. They've been around for almost 100 years. They've visited over 125 countries. They're historic. In your wildest dreams when you were growing up playing basketball, did you think that one day you were going to be a Harlem Globetrotter? When I was a kid, I, I never dreamt it. And I was, of course, there's such a household name, so everybody knows of them. I knew of them. Um, I, I knew about Curly Neal and Metal Arc Lemon and Scooby Doo. Um, but no, it, it, it's certainly a dream come true to be able to play the game that I love, um, affect so many people at the same time, and just travel while doing it. Were you, uh, did you focus primarily on basketball or were you a multi sport athlete? No, I was a multi sport athlete. My first sport was tennis, um, wasn't that good. So then I picked up a basketball, loved basketball, so I was like, I'm, I'm gonna stick around with this. Uh, then I picked up baseball. Um, baseball was fun, but it was a little bit too slow. I needed something a little bit faster paced. Uh, played football, um, still love to watch football, and then I ran cross country for two years of high school. So I've, I've definitely played my fair sports. If you weren't gonna play basketball, but you were still gonna be an athlete, which other sport would you have wanted to play and why? Soccer, easily. Um, soccer has built such a strong foundation uh, for any athlete because the footwork is incredible. The footwork that you can get from uh, being a soccer player is so much better than the footwork that you can get from being in another sport. Not saying that it's bad in another sport, but it doesn't compare. He loves basketball and he loves soccer. I love this guy already. <laughs> Fantastic already. Um, you've been You've, you've brought a lot more than just basketball to the table. Yeah. Uh, I read up a lot about you. A couple of years ago, there was an unfortunate incident actually yeah. with the media, yeah. right? Uh, it was uh, with Fox Television, I believe, out of Alabama. And uh, it was something like this. It was in a gymnasium and you were yeah. going through some dunks. And um, in, in a, an attempt at some humor, which obviously wasn't, uh, it ended up being rather insensitive. Yeah. Uh, there was some fruit that was thrown at you. Uh, I think uh, maybe a tangerine first, and maybe a banana second. And uh, it took a while for you. You sat on it, and yeah. you thought about it, and you took a very courageous decision. Yeah. And the decision was to come out and talk about it and say, this has to stop, and this was insensitive, and we need to start uh, spreading more awareness and educating people. Yeah. And the reason why I say the decision was courageous was because you're a Harlem Globetrotter, and sometimes in life when you speak out about things, it may rub some people the wrong way, because they may think it may negatively affect the brand, even though you're trying to bring a lot of positive to the situation. Talk to me about what you were going through at the time. How much thought went into that decision? And how nervous you were about actually bringing attention to it? Um, 
you know, at the at the time it was it was it was difficult because you know, the country was in such a radicalized place. You know, George Floyd um, was getting ready to happen, but previous to that, it was um, Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. And I just know that the way I was raised, principles are priority. Um, although I am an athlete, I'm a human first, and I'm a person first, and I've always felt that way. And so whenever there is an issue that affects the people around me, um, including myself, I'm, I'm going to take um, however much time I need to figure out how I can best address the situation that does affect those others. So um, that was pretty much my thought process in that moment. It definitely took a while to build up the courage because I know what happens when athletes you know, speak out on topics like that. And, you know, sometimes you know, they get, like, I got death threats, I got everything that you could think of from people. So, uh, but I'm glad that I used my platform to speak out about it. I don't regret a single thing about how I handled that. Um, I think I handled it the way that a professional does. To the network's credit, I think they were able to maybe repair a mistake. I think they got you on and made you talk about it. Is that, uh, is that correct? Um, yeah, th there was there was a, a lot of correspondence to um, try to reach a resolution. We didn't reach a resolution that we were looking for, but um, I think either way, it was a teachable moment. And that was my goal, was to make sure that people can, can learn how insensitive this is and, and the history behind it. Um, just recently, another black athlete had been in thrown at him. Um, so it's an ongoing thing. And I just wanted to make people aware of that so that, you know, it doesn't happen because it's embarrassing, it's degrading, it's humanizing all these things. And sometimes it is out of ignorance. So, but that doesn't excuse, you know, the, the effect. You talked about soccer before, one of the, you know, the, the, yeah, the black eyes for soccer. Yeah. There's a lot of racism in soccer. Yeah. And they've started campaigns over the past couple of years of saying no to racism, but you see it all the time and every week, you know. Just a couple of weeks ago, my nephew was in Italy and he was watching a couple of games and he was witness to it. Like, it was really, really bad. It's yeah. rather unfortunate. Um, you're, you're a very cultured athlete, a very cultured person, and uh, I know you have a real passion for art. Talk to me about when that passion started, and that did that passion for drawing and art did that begin uh, before your passion for basketball? And if not, when did it start? Great question. Um, they're pretty close in in um, their maturation. Like I, I would say, my passion for art probably developed in the third grade or so. So I picked up. I started playing organized basketball in fourth and fifth grade. Um, so they're they're really close in terms of how long I've been really involved in the both of them. Um, but art is another form of expression for so many people. And for me, going back to the situation that you brought up earlier, my art was a way for me to continue to speak on these issues and highlight important things, but also celebrate a lot of athletes who are doing um, just as much and more as what I'm doing. Give us a website, where can people see your art? Uh, it's called theartofanathlete.com. Um, pretty much um, the tag for all of the art of it. Amazing. What's a typical day like for a Harlem Globetrotter? Like if I would ask you what your schedule is over the next month, because I believe there's more than just one team, right? Some play in the game, some don't. Some go out, they go out on media tours like you're doing right now, uh, and, and everyone takes turns type of thing. Is, is that the way it is? Um, 
for the most part, so we have we have one team that's split into two units, um, and so that gives us the ability to you know play in California and New York at the same time, or this country, two different places at the same time. Um, and then some of the players, like myself, will go to a city prior to the game and you know, engage with the media, the community, like one of the reasons why I'm here today is to engage with the kids in the school. And I look forward to that. That's one of the best parts about being a Globe job is the impact that we're able to have on our generation, the generation before us, and the generation coming up. The Harlem Globetrotters coming to Montreal on Friday, March 31st at the That's Bell right. Center and at Place Bell in Laval on Saturday, April 1st. You can get your tickets, of course, at Evenco and Evenco.ca. Uh, you, uh, you know, you talked about the slam dunk competition before in Vince Carter. I loved it as a kid. I still love it. But I, I kind of feel bad for the players because every single dunk has almost been thought of right now. And you got to be, I mean, creative. It's, it's almost like a, a lose-lose situation. Yeah. But, but give me your thoughts on that before I ask you to show me a trick or two. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I've had so many conversations about this. And you're one of the few people who have really hit the nail on the head. People don't realize that every year the dunk contest will get harder for the dunkers because every year there's going to be newer dunks that are dunk, which means there are fewer dunks to be created and to be um, shown for the first time. So, you know, as a, as a dunker who's competed in dozens and dozens of dunk contests, I know how difficult it is to bring something new to the table and how long it takes to perfect it enough to do it in a, on a platform like an NBA dunk contest where legitimately millions of people are watching. So, um, yeah, I, I, I try to give the dunkers as much grace and slack as possible because most of the people who are complaining in the crowd about, oh, these aren't good dunks, can't even dunk. Yeah. So it's like, if you guys can do something better, you're welcome to come and do something. I've seen a lot of your dunks already because I started following you on Instagram and I checked oh, about nice. There's one of them that's unbelievable. I don't think you've been able to pull it off yet. You know, I, I think someone's I know holding a ball in their hand, right? And that's right. And uh, and so you grab it, I think, with your left hand. Yep. I think you you cradle it, you go under your under leg. Under the leg, like right? it's left then, right. then you make it. It's a blind pass yeah. from the right to the left hand. And then you have to try and dunk and it with then, that hand. Right. Right. All right, okay, so I'm not going to ask you to do that one today, unless <laughs> no, you want to apply. Can you show us some of your stuff, and, and how high are these, uh, are there any that you can, they look pretty high. Yeah, they look pretty high. Uh, so, we're, uh, let's, okay, so have you ever swung the ball before? Uh, yes, with a Harlem Globetrotter, right. a couple of years ago, yes. Okay. Well. I mean, she did it all, and she just put it on my finger. But yeah, first of all, why did you why did you spin the ball? Okay, we'll, we'll do it. An easy spin. So the the trick to the spin is really just making sure that you know your finger is at the center okay. of the bottom of the basketball, and then you can pretty much have fun with it. So if you just hold the mic here, just yeah. like that. Wow. That was not bad. That was not bad. That was not bad. That so if, not I, bad. if I stick out my finger, you think I'll be able yeah, to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just hold it right there. Yep. Three, two, one. Easy work. 
Not bad, okay. <laughs> so the nets are too high, huh? No, 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 they're not. They're, they're not? not? Sometimes, so I'm a six foot dunker, um, and I do get pretty high up in the air, but it does require some kind of warm up. Okay. So okay. Uh, I have no problem dunking for you. Okay. But you gotta let me warm up. I'll let you warm up, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to just walk in and uh, don't go compare like some of my six, 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 seventeen. Sorry if I put you on the spot. No, no, you look good. There it is. Maxwell Hops Pierce, Harlan Globetrotter. Slam Dunk Pro. We look forward to seeing you around with the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, is there one last, one more thing that you'd like to accomplish in basketball or in life before it's all said? Um, plenty of things. Um, I would really like to play in a Harlem Globetrotter game with my kids present. I don't have any kids yet, but that, that's a big milestone. In ending. LeBron or Michael White? I'm gonna make a lot of old people mad, but I gotta say LeBron. Um, but I think my perspective of how great of an athlete someone is comes with more than just what they do on the court, it's also what they do off the court. And I think LeBron has exceeded MJ in so many ways in that regard. Awesome stuff. Hey, best of luck to you, bud. Thanks. All right. Maxwell Hops Pierce, live from Burling Academy in Verdun. I'm Baron Arrow, the sick podcast. This guy is sick. <laughs> and uh, there you have it. All right. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing it. And it was uh, a real, uh, real pleasure to meet Maxwell Hops Pierce a couple of days ago at Burling Academy in Verdun. And once again, the Harlem Globetrotters are coming to the Bell Center on Friday, March 31st and Place Bell and Laval on Saturday, March, uh, April 1st. And you can get your tickets at Avenco and Avenco.ca. Uh, also, I uh, want to let you know uh, about uh, Playground. Major poker festivals are back at Playground. Uh, the March Million features 10 ring events and a million dollars in guaranteed prize money, including a $400,000 guaranteed main event play in Playground's March Million Poker Series from March 23rd to April 2nd. Visit Playground.ca for details what did everyone think of my pink shoes eh huh the pink shoes and and by the way uh special thanks um of course to uh everyone at ericsson audio because uh the sick podcast with tony marinero's task cam equipment that i have at home is supplied by ericsson audio the choice of musicians engineers and broadcast professionals so i want to thank them very much uh sammy at master control if you can still bring up a couple of questions here uh, I think people like the shoes, eh, Sammy, by the way? I think they like the shoes. Sammy, is your dad back? Yes or no? Or is he still out clubbing, doing the twist with your mother? He's still not back. He's still doing the twist. What a guy. I don't think I've ever seen a team let in so many goals within the first two minutes of a game. What's up with that? Well, when you've packed it in, you've packed it in. I think, you know what? They've packed it in. That's what I think's happened. I want to know what people think of the uh, the pink top and the uh, the pink shoes. I would say pretty sick, no? 
I would say pretty sick. I think so. Pretty sick? Yeah, I think so. I went out on uh, Sunday. My wife says, uh, let's go take a drive. No problem. With my neighbor, Phil, his wife, Rose. I talked about it yesterday. Went to Park, uh, Park X. We had a coffee. Walked around, drove around a little bit. And I wore the pink hoodie and the pink shoes. And my wife says, you're flashing. I said, well, it's a sick hoodie, right? Advertising. I want to be a walking billboard. I never had my own billboard, by the way. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, you know, I guess I was never good enough to have one. Or maybe I was really good and I didn't need one. But anyway, I never had one. So I want to, you know, I want to be a walking billboard. So I, I wore the pink hoodie and the, the pink shoes. Uh, speaking of apparel, you can shop all of our sports licensed lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, and t-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues at sportbuffshop.com and use code SICK10 for 10% off on all of our items. All of our items from the SICK podcast. It's Friday night. Once again, I hope you all had a great St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I mentioned to you on a couple of occasions that uh, I was, I was, I have been experiencing some back pain. So if uh, you noticed that tonight that I was uh, laboring, uh, please forgive me. I tried my best and uh, I'm going to go to bed now and uh, probably take um, two anti inflammatories. Probably put a couple of those patches on my back. Probably have uh, my wife uh, rub some uh, very, very hot maximum strength, rub A535 in my back. And then I'm going to cry myself to bed because I'm in so much pain. But I've been told I'll be better within three or four weeks. And uh, not everyone has that luxury, so I'm very grateful. Thank God. Uh, Have a great weekend, everyone. Tell your friends about the Sick Podcast. You can watch us on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Twitter Live. Uh, if you like it, share it with your friends. Um, and uh, message Sick, S-I-C-K. And if you go on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Once again, brought to you in part by La Bit at TB and Energy Transportation Group for all your transport needs. Thank you for the swag. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. It's the Canadians, and they visit the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Will Jonathan Drouin be in the lineup? We're going to have to wait till tomorrow night to find out versus his former team. That would be the ultimate punishment, huh? The team that traded you away, you get to play them. And guess what? In front of maybe, you know what, a bunch of snowbirds in Florida, you're not playing. Why? Because you didn't show up for a team meeting or you were pretty late for it. That's what happened earlier today. Coach Marty St. Louis says there's going to be consequences. Drew did in practice. Will he play tomorrow? Maybe he doesn't play because the coach says culture is non-negotiable. You have to have a culture, and if you're going to miss a team meeting, then there's going to be consequences. That was the news of today uh, or the news of the day in Montreal Canadiens line. Once again, have a great Friday night. Have a great weekend. I'm Marinaro. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Ciao. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.